0: and I'm feeling this like it's not rage because I'm not angry at all but I'm feeling this like want to yell swelling up in my body and as I'm recording this on October 25th we're just three days away from the final eclipse in the Taurus Scorpio axis And this one, unlike the one two weeks ago, is a north node eclipse. And while the lunation, the full moon in Taurus, is happening across this sun and Scorpio moon and Taurus axis, the nodes have moved into Aries-Libra. And so maybe that's where some of this, like, want to yell is coming from, that it's a north node eclipse, which is often, like, the volume is getting turned up and the north node is actually nearby in aries aries tends to like to yell or at least has you know can have an aggressive bent to its nature assertive doesn't have to be aggressive assertive but also i think it's that this is the final eclipse here and we've been working through this calibration across the taurus scorpio axis for a while now the nodes first moved into taurus scorpio in mid-January 2022, but we had our first eclipse in this axis the fall before that in November, I think it was November 2021. So this eclipse that we're going to have here on October 28th, 2023 is like the North Node, like they're yelling. The North Node is like, hey, have you been listening this whole time? The North Node's like putting their foot down is sort of what it feels like the north node in Aries nearby, this full moon, this coming full moon in Taurus, is like, have you been listening? Have you been feeling? Have you been watching the lesson? One of the ways that I orient to what this Scorpio-Taurus calibration has been is listening to the goddamn fucking body this like south node and scorpio has been was has been this shame purge this detox of the shame that has been so insidious living in us driving these narratives about low worth victimhood about suffering And North Node in Taurus has been like, yes, all of that, and ever heard of presence? Ever heard of comfort? Ever heard of listening to what the fuck your body has to say in the now so that you can take a break from the constant brooding, from the addiction to the suffering? Can you just pay attention to what your body needs and wants right now? and this isn't this these kind of taurus lessons let me yeah it's not just been the north node in taurus it's not just been these eclipses across this axis because like i said since january of 2022 or maybe even november of 2021 we've been dealing with this taurus scorpio axis which is so many more things than what i just articulated but there's my entry point today for today but uranus has been in taurus one of these slower almost generational planets has been in taurus since may of 2018 we've still got a couple a few a few years of uranus and taurus ahead of us and uranus is this like revolutionary right uranus wants to it's caroline casey says radically enlivened change uranus is the liberating force that wants us to break free from any perceived chains from any felt sense of oppression from any circumstances in which we are being exploited and blocked or blocking ourselves from operating in the ways that feel most authentic most organic most free most liberated. And with Uranus and Taurus, the way we've been experiencing this like craving, this radical insatiable urge for more freedom is in the body. Taurus is is sort of the most basic orientation to being embodied. So let's talk about Taurus a little bit. Let's orient to this. I like to think of The spiral through the zodiac as being one that begins at the beginning of zodiacal order as being very localized to the individual in the present moment and becomes more sort of expanded outwards and is taking in more view as we move towards the end of the zodiac. And I often also like to think of the first time we move through each of the elements in Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer as this like discovery period. It's where we're first discovering the elements. So with Taurus being our first earth sign, it's, it's literally the discovery of being embodied, the discovery of having a body. And you, It's the most localized experience of the earth element, right? So what's the most localized experience of earth for the individual? The actual body, right? Their body. So whenever we're experiencing things through the emphasis or the lens that is Taurus, we're experiencing things through basic embodiment in the present moment. Taurus has these these keywords that often come up about like presence, being present in Taurus. And I like to think about presence across the Taurus-Scorpio axis. Scorpio, these are fixed signs, right? Any of the fixed signs, you could say, in a way, are about being really present with that element. So in Scorpio, there's this uh, capacity. I didn't even do that on purpose. Bring the word capacity back into it. In Scorpio, there's this capacity to be with the water realm, to sit and be present over long periods of perceived time with what exists in the water element, with what exists in the emotions, in the soul, in the experience of eternal, our eternal natures and our eternal joys and our eternal suffering. And in Taurus, there's this capacity to be present with the body, And since Uranus has been in Taurus, there's been, again, this, like, it it really, Uranus really feels to me like this insatiable urge to radicalize something bubbling up and bubbling up. There's this uh, contradiction that I always feel with Uranus where it's this urgency to be free, but it takes seven years to move through a sign. So it's, like, I always get this feeling, this picture of, like, taking off clothes like trying to get naked and just ripping off your clothes but every layer you take off there's another layer underneath and you know Taurus is so often talked about as like stubbornness because in Taurus we're we're really fixated on we're present with we're dwelling in the experience of the body and so since Uranus has been in Taurus we're going on We're past five years at this point. We've been dealing with the body's stubbornness being a key to our radicalization, a key to our awakening, to our uniqueness and our authenticity and our freedom. So this is a longer transit of Uranus and Taurus, but... The eclipses have been taking place primarily in Taurus and Scorpio for almost 2 years. Yeah, for 2 years. And from January of 2022 until July of 2023, the nodes were the nodes were in these this pair of signs, Taurus Scorpio. And I like to think of the nodes as the recalibration that's taking place in our individual awarenesses in the collective psyche and in the karmic unfolding of our lives and so there's been this added layer of not only uranus just screaming for freedom on the level of the body but also the north node asking us to take in more and more and more awareness, or I guess a better way of saying it might be to pay more and more and more attention to what it's like to experience consciousness through the body, through our senses. And one of the ways that I've seen this manifesting, taking shape in our lives, at least as far as how we're able to like understand it from the mind, is through this experience of having a very lessened capacity. So many people are experiencing having less capacity than what they used to have capacity for. And in many cases, experiencing having less capacity than what they think they should have capacity for, or what they are assuming and experiencing others want them to have capacity for. And if you're listening and you have some level of astrological literacy, you can look to your Taurus whole sign house and any placements you natally have in Taurus to connect more deeply with your unique story around this, what the body really has capacity for, where Uranus has been trying to experience more freedom and break free from any chains, from any sense of oppression and feeling smothered by obligation. And we can bring the South Node into it, this like the South Node purge of shame, your Scorpio house opposite your Taurus house. There's been some buildup of shame that you've been that's been coming to the surface that's needed to make itself very loud and clear in order to facilitate this reintegration across this polarity. As we experience what we perceive to be this lessening of capacity, we have struggled to accept it for what it is. And you might look to your Scorpio house to see where, like what themes, what topics has have there been these narratives written by your shame perpetuated in your mind that keep you from accepting the capacity that you do have and not trying to negotiate with it. But anyways, <laughs> not here to necessarily teach on, on the nodes. Uh, I didn't even start to feel into the nodal context uh, until as I was sitting down to record this. But I've been pondering capacity all day. And yeah, I just was like thinking maybe that it was this coming eclipse, this was, that was making it, making me want to yell about it. But ultimately, what I wanted to yell about was something I just said a moment ago, that our capacity is non-negotiable. So these ceilings that, that you may be experiencing, where you're like hitting a wall or hitting a ceiling, as far as what you do and don't have capacity for, this is the stubbornness and the intelligence of your body at a very base level, showing you what is aligned, what is not, what is regenerative, and what is compromising your vitality. All these Taurus transits are trine to where Pluto has been since 2008 in Capricorn, and when there's a trine, there's support. So regardless of how difficult of a transit Pluto in Capricorn might be, Pluto tends to decimate where it goes. Pluto and Capricorn has been decimating. Capricorn's a way zoomed out sign. It's Earth, but it's zo- the most zoomed out, whereas Taurus is the most zoomed in. So Pluto and Capricorn has been decimating these like societal structures and systems and so where we may have been comfortable in the past looking to sort of the world order or the societal order for a sense of where we go next, trying to fit ourselves into this collective puzzle, the big we can't see the puzzle anymore. We can't see the picture. So there's no way to just simply plug in based on what we know or based on what we used to know or based on systems that exist. And instead, what I see, what I believe, is that there's this recalibration that's been happening, this awakening, recalibration with the nodes, awakening with Uranus, to the body as how we navigate our place in the world. We can't rely on this big picture anymore. We can't backwards plan from the, the structures that we were conditioned by, that we grew up with. So we're learning, we've been learning for this period of time to localize, to bring our attention to the present moment, to our form, our vehicle, our body, our energy, our capacity and to trust that as the starting point and then to start over and over and over again in every moment. That's what presence is what's in front of me now how does it feel in my body to be with what's in front of me now this isn't long-term planning this is returning to the wisdom of the body in ways that many of us have never experienced before you have a lot of narratives about what you should be doing we all do what we should be doing, what we should have energy for, how we should be showing up in our work, in our relationships, at home. Even when we're like totally in private, think about all of the attention that you put into what you think you should be doing when you're completely alone. And these are narratives ruled by all of our conditioning that grab a hold of us us and perpetuate themselves through our shame. And this is where the Scorpio Taurus, at least for me and what I've experienced and witnessed, comes in really loudly. Those South Node and Scorpio, those shame perpetuated narratives. And we've, we're at the end of this, right? So again, that's why I even came to the Nodes, because I was feeling this, this heat, this like something winding up in me where uh, this final eclipse is like, hey, let the fuck go it's time it's safe it's safe to trust the wisdom of your body when the wisdom of your body is communicated to you through a limitation of your capacity i keep thinking of it as like whatever the opposite of growing pains is i don't i can't think of (laughs) a metaphor for what it would be but it's like these we're downsizing in our capacity but it's not it's not a punishment and it's not a problem it's just a sharpening of this tool to be able to more clearly see and thus more comfortably and sustainably navigate our lives based on the truth of what we you could we could take it really big picture and say what we're here for you know the truth of our own purpose, but again, localizing to the pre- to presence, Taurus, the truth of what we have capacity for in any given moment, in this moment. So thesis statement here, my thesis for you to play with, consider: what if? your capacity is, com- is not negotiable. It's not something you can negotiate with. So stop burning yourself out trying. What if you just let yourself acknowledge what you have the capacity for in this moment and let that moment guide you to how you are meant to experience the next moment? Being honest with yourself about your capacity. What you do and don't have capacity for is non-negotiable. And it's not your fault, and it's also not anyone else's fault. It's just what is. Another thing we have been detoxing with the South Node in Scorpio is how you know I've I've been talking about shame and and this internalized shame, but that internalized shame when we aren't willing to sit with it and look at it and transmute it towards our freedom and autonomy. When we feel weighed down by it and oppressed by it, we end up spewing it i think i use this exact same language in the last episode we spew it outwards through blame so it's not your fault you don't need to experience shame for what you do and don't have capacity for it doesn't have to mean anything but it's also not someone else's fault what if it's not even the system's fault like what if we take that away what if we take that blame narrative away because all of these narratives of blame I have to stretch my capacity. I have to try to negotiate it with it because I need money because of my job. Like, these are all very legitimate concerns. And what if your body knows exactly the way? What if the capacity you have in this moment, its limitations and the direction that your energy and attention do and don't want to go, knows exactly the way to have you arriving to what you need in every single moment. As the system falls apart around us, we are going to increasingly find, and we have been increasingly finding, that we cannot rely on those older metrics for success, money in the bank, predictable sources of our next money in the bank. We can't necessarily rely on that uh, so societal norms and relational norms the expectations we tend to assume others have of us and that we have of others we can't necessarily rely on these things as they exist in the present or as they've existed in the past to lead us to what's next because what's next is something completely different And the navigator that you have for that is your own body in the moment. And one of the ways that your body speaks to you is through letting you know what you have capacity for and what you don't. We obsess over trying to negotiate with our own capacity, thinking it should be something other than what it is, thinking that we can make it something other than what it is. But what if we just acknowledge what our capacity is in this moment? without making it mean anything, without assuming that this is going to be our capacity forever, without coming up with feature-length movies, stories about why we have this capacity. I'm talking about myself here, right? Like, and there's truth to this. Like, did I burn out in my 20s because I was pushing myself to show up every day as a high school choir teacher? Yes. Is that what happened if I look at the story of my life and the linearity of my life and I look back with the knowledge I have now that I'm a non-sacral and I was trying to show up for this work chasing this feeling of satisfaction and completion that wasn't coming to me because that's not how my body works. Yes. So I'm not saying like all these becauses, all of these notions of aspects of your own body and your own mechanics and your own energy that you have figured out I'm not saying to nullify those things we've been watching our bodies many of us have been watching much more closely in the last few years with since 2018 with this like urgency of Uranus and Taurus to feel this radical sense of freedom and alignment through our form and I'm not asking any of us to negate what we've learned or to diminish what we've seen through this observation through this experimentation But I'm inviting us to disconnect from all of the extra explaining that we do and all of the internal and then outwardly projected shaming and blaming that we do in order to justify our continued dismissal of what our body has been telling us. What are we so afraid of that we incessantly disregard the constant cues that we're receiving from our body about what we want to be doing or not doing? I know at least one of the things that we're afraid of when our body hits a wall and we try to push past it. We're afraid about our worth. We're afraid that we won't be loved, worthy, safe. And all of these things are connected if we don't try to negotiate with the capacity that the body is very clearly communicating that we do or don't have. But what is the value? What is the worth of burning out? What is the cost of chronically pushing past our capacity? We're also afraid of missing out, mega FOMO, big story for me, as I've deconditioned as this hermit body, second-line body, non-sacral, closed aura being that I am, as I've welcomed Saturn into my fourth house, where it'll maturize my north node in my fourth house, that's constantly pulling me more and more inward as I've moved into this balsamic progressed lunar phase where I'm more drawn back from the world than I've been since I was a very young kid. This FOMO, like I watch, I watch that where I actually experience peace, what actually feels good for me, generative to me, what keeps me in a space of fortification and power An agency is a whole lot of fucking alone time. And I've watched my capacity for engaging with the outside world in even the littlest ways. And even just engaging with not even the outside world, but just the people, the people really close in my life. My capacity for even that kind of engagement has just gotten less and less and less. And FOMO has been such a big story for me. I think that's, there's an application of that to all of us. There's this worth stuff and there's this fear of missing out. But what is it that we're missing out on? Missing out on like a social web of force and distortion where we engage with one another from a place of depletion and pretending that that's not the case. And listen, I'm not universalizing the level of pulling back that I'm experiencing but just as far as this FOMO piece goes where we push beyond our capacity to show up in relationship to show up at all because we're afraid that we're missing out but your body knows exactly where to preserve your energy and your presence and where to pull you out into that external world engagement, into your relational engagement. And it lets you know in every single moment by cueing you. In whatever way your unique differentiated mechanics work, your body lets you know what you have capacity for and what you don't. And when you don't have capacity, you are never missing out on anything that you need. When you push yourself beyond your capacity to socialize or to exert energy or to do any kind of work, labor, not even just physical, you know, mental labor, emotional labor. When you push yourself beyond capacity, when you exert any force in any of the above, not only are you doing so and depleting yourself, for something that you don't actually need, but you are actually missing out on the thing that your attention and your presence is meant to be with in that moment. We say that we don't want to invest in greed, exploitative power structures, violence, war, capitalism, hate, but every time we disregard our capacity, we are investing in all of the above. Every day we invest in the greed of our own ego who's stockpiling what it perceives to be proof that it's working hard, that it is providing value, that it deserves to be acknowledged and praised. And every day we invest in exploitative power structures when we believe these narratives that we're not doing enough, that we could be doing more because these structures do expect that of us. Every single day, we go to war within ourselves as our reserves of energy and attention are fought over. One side of this war seeking presence, comfort, and acceptance, the other doing everything it can to deplete us of these natural resources that are our birthright, and to divert our energy and attention to these greedy narratives of not enoughness, of should. And every single day, we exert violence on our own bodies. Anytime that we push, force, debate with what is, with what we are organically drawn to be present with or not, in the name of what our minds think could be or should be. And we have to extend this same autonomous prayer, the same grace to everyone that we are in relationship with. Because capacity is not something that any of us from a mental ego plane can control. So whether or not someone else has the capacity to show up for you or with you, or around you at all, or in the specific way that you think that they should be, or that you think that you'd like them to, that's also not negotiable. You can't negotiate with the capacity of someone else's body and energy. And even more importantly, they also can't. They can't either. So we don't need to take personally or make meaning out of someone else's capacity their capacity for how they show up in relationship with you, for how they show up in their work, for how they show up in love, in their own awareness. People show up with the capacity that they have. You show up with the capacity that you have. And these expectations that we have for ourselves to push past the capacity that our bodies are you know, maybe in some cases screaming about at us, these capacity ceilings, capacity limitations. And it's not even just the ceiling and the limitation because if you either quiet the mind or you just allow the mind to keep saying its thing about trying to negotiate with your capacity and you just put some separation between that and your experience of this moment, and what you believe is true, then you might actually hear your body screaming at you about something that you do have capacity for, that you have not been moving towards, that you've been frozen in regards to, because all of your attention is going to just clocking each of these narratives about how you should be doing something other than what you're doing. Anyways, these expectations that we constantly try to live up to, that we then expect everyone else to live up to, because if we don't have a sense of freedom and autonomy in our own body, if we don't have a sense of presence and peace with the non negotiable capacity and limitations of form that our own bodies are showing us in every moment, then we're sure as hell not going to be able to accept that limitation of capacity in others. And so we're out here draining ourselves. This is like a collective codependent agreement that is currently being shown to us so that we can truly divest from it. We're out here draining ourselves in each other by perpetuating these expectations of pushing past capacity. And what if we all just sigh of relief, Felt the weight of our bodies. Felt our feet on the ground, our hips on our seat. Felt our shoulders soften down our back. Felt our jaw relax. Felt our forehead and the crown of our head and our ears and our cheekbones soften. Dropped our shoulders a little bit more. (sighs) Exhaled again. And just relaxed into... An acceptance of the capacity that each of us has in every single moment, and let go of this addiction to fighting with it. It's a futile fight anyways, where we demand ourselves and each other to show up beyond our capacity We fight a feudal war. So, here's a little invitation from your own body, (laughs) but coming through the sound of my voice leading up to this final eclipse in Taurus Scorpio, or maybe integrating this nodal era in the aftermath or take linear time out of it and trust that you're receiving this message from yourself through my voice in exactly the right timing for you. Wherever you are in time and space, this is an invitation from your body to you to accept what the fuck you have capacity for and what the fuck you don't. To relax your shoulders, And in doing so, relax these narratives that things should be different than they are and relax this tendency to attempt to push yourself beyond what you truly have the capacity for, beyond what your body is organically resourcing you towards. All right, this has been the Maya Games podcast beta version episode 2. Peace.